Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, where you will find messages from various speakers here at Eastgate House of Prayer Mission Base, both a house of prayer and a praying church. We pray that you are blessed through this message and that a greater measure of truth is revealed to you as you listen. It's like it's happened to us again. We're like, man, where does the time go? Well, we're going to just lean in a little bit. See what happens. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be good. (laughs) Wow. Well, last week, I was going to touch on abiding problem was we got caught up abiding. Such an issue. And here we are again, abiding corporately, imagine. Imagine a freedom where in a, in a heart uh, positioning of a corporate people who have learned to grow in and lean in to the heart of God rather than just doing church. Wow, what an honor, what an honor. So I touched on, in the abiding, we were leaning into John 15, which again, I highly encourage you to spend some time in it. Um, we're just going to go here right now. Uh, Matthew 16. We're leaning into abiding, but I feel like to launch off of this. Uh, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, turn to your neighbor say, you're a disciple. Now turn to them, say, of Christ. Of Christ. You are a disciple of Christ, beloved you are many other things, your sons, your daughters, you're the beloved bride of Christ, you're all of that. But you are, you and I are disciples of Christ. So he asked his disciples this question saying, who do men say that I am? The son of, uh, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And so this is what they said. Some say John. John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And you're almost like, wow, they think that I'm Elijah or Jeremiah? or, And it's like, here's the reality of that. It's just like all of those thoughts They were looking at certain glimpses. They were getting certain glances of Jesus and coming to some conclusions. But the reality is, is all of those fall and fail in the place of revelation of who he really is. They had thoughts. They had opinions of who Jesus, the Son of Man, is. And they're all just prophets. That's, that's the best that they could come up with. 
So he said to them, here's the, here's the major question, beloved. Who do you say that I am? Are you hearing me? Who do you say that I am? He might be saying to you right now, I, I appreciate what Kirk might say, or I appreciate what so-and-so might say. But in the depths of your heart, in the depths of your spirit and your soul, who do you believe me to be? Who do you say that I am? That is the question of all questions. There's not a greater question that I believe you could be asked. Who do you say that I am? Jesus, the Son of Man. Because how you honestly respond to that in your heart, what you really believe is going to determine how you're living out your life. Simon Peter pipes up and answers and said, you are the Christ or the Messiah, the anointed one, and the son of the living God. So I want you to catch. Jesus asked, who do people say that I, the son of man, am? And he's coming back with this revelation that you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You're the king of all kings. You're that like connected to that one word, Messiah. <sighs> the scripture has so much to say about the Messiah. He has by revelation, so not just an opinion. Oh, you're Jeremiah. Oh, you're Elijah. It's not an opinion. It's not just nice thoughts or accolades. It's you are the son, not just the son of man, I'm declaring you are the son of God. That's a totally different animal, if you would. It's one thing to be the son of man, but now he's declaring you're also the son of God. You're not just a human you're not just flesh. You are God incarnate. Like you, you are the living God. You are the one who never had a beginning and you have no end. Do you get the weight of what's being said, the implications of that? Of, that, of this one revelation? Jesus answered, and he said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, Barjona, Peter, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And this is what he says with this. He says, On this revelation that you just stated, Peter, I'm going to build my church. 
which means we all come into agreement with, oh yeah, that's true, an intellectual agreement. That's not what he's saying. He is saying, my father is going to reveal to people where they themselves are going to have personal revelation that I am the son of man and I am the son of God. And they are going to build their lives upon this rock. This, they're going to build their house upon this revelation of who I am. And oh, side note, they're going to move in revelation that destroys the kingdom of darkness. They're not on the defense. They are going to live out of a place of revelation that is a love that's violent. And when I say that, I'm not talking violent against flesh and blood. I'm talking about a violence against the powers of darkness. Talking about when I prophesy a word of life and somebody gets delivered, I've just plundered the powers of darkness and helped that person take another step towards an encounter and a revelation with the Son of Man and the Son of God. It's revelation. There's, did you ever consider this? That the kingdom of God is only built on revelation. You cannot build or advance the kingdom of God without revelation. You can be really busy. You can do a lot of activity. And even humanistic, good stuff. But if you're not living out of and moving out of revelation, if you, it says the sons and daughters of, of God are led by the Spirit of God. That means you have to have revelation. And it's not my revelation you need to have. You need to have your revelation. You need to have revelation in, rooted in the Word of God. You need to encounter God through His Word and by the Spirit of revelation, and He's going to lead you every step along the way. Little by little, as we give ourselves to him and position our hearts, he's going to transform us and lead us in our journey. Somebody say amen. So this gets into... Abiding. What it what is it what is it all about? Doing my prayer, doing my, you know, utmost for his highest devotional and out the door. Or is it? I'm gonna back up for a sec. I've had conversations as of recent, even with people who love Jesus, come to know him, these born-again believers, and they are battling with being led by their feelings. They're, being, they're battling with, and somehow have found themselves, you know, different ones have found themselves trying to 
fix what's broken in the old man. And yet much of it is done out of a self-strength or religious duty. I don't get it. You know, I proclaim all the promises, da, 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 da. You know, I do that. I, you know, renew my mind. And, and it's like, when you're talking about you're declaring the promise of God, I could go through a list of hundreds in the Word of promises and declare them to the atmosphere and declare them over my life, declare them over my home. That is good. But if I'm just declaring words on a page and they're not gaining access into my heart and my soul, then it's futile, meaning it's meaningless. It's because it's not gained access. It's not going to transform me. I don't care. I could be declaring it for 40 years. But if I don't have revelation on one of those promises, then it's just religious works, even with good intention. I mean, real sincere intention. But something is missing if that promise doesn't gain access into my soul. Something's missing if the Holy Spirit who's given to me lives within me, dwells within me, joined to me. He was joined to the Lord as one spirit with him. He's that close. He's closer than my skin. And yet I make no room for him to unveil the glory of the promise. I just am going through the works. I don't get it. I'm doing this and I'm doing this and it's not changing me. God doesn't love me. I don't feel his love. I'm a little intense. I'm not angry at all. (laughs) But there comes a time for the body of Christ, sons and daughters, whether you've been walking two days or 20, 30 years with the Lord, there comes a time, and that time is now. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's now. It's now that we move in greater dimensions of revelation. I don't give a rip how much of the Bible you know. I don't care how much you can quote to me. But if you can speak, read one verse out of this, and it's touched you, It's going to touch me. It's going to change me when you share it with me. I don't know a lot of Bible. I'm, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a whatever. But I know this. By revelation of the Word of God, He loves me. I know this. He has been and forever will be my healer. He has been and will ever be my deliverer.
I know what it is to be saved, healed, delivered, have chains break and fall off of me. Nobody can take that from me. Nobody can tell me different. I don't care. I know this by revelation. He's healed me. Oh, but you don't understand. I have this and this and that that's gone on in my life. You, you just don't understand. I don't know your personal deal. But I know by revelation that there is no impossible situation. I know this because he did it in me. Oh, but I had this happen to me when I was young. Yeah, so did I. But I'm free. Praise God. I didn't do it in my own strength. He healed me of the abuse. He healed me of the brokenness. I don't identify with a broken soul. I identify with being blood-bought, born again, living out of my spirit, and my soul is coming and being transformed. It's blossoming little by little. I'm coming to life. And it's real. Nobody can take it from me. I know what it is to be by myself, snotting, call it carpet time, snotting the carpet, asking for God to heal my brokenness. But I also know what it's like for him to say, I'm coming in, son. I'm doing it. And him prove true. He's the true and faithful witness of the Father. To a fatherless, broken young man, was scared to father, he broke in, fathered me. It's like, I remember him telling me clearly early in the journey, don't go pursuing that biological father that you don't know. I'm your father. I will father you forever. You are mine. I'm your daddy. I'm your papa forever. Nobody can take this from me. You are my son, and you are my favorite one. And so are you. But that comes by, it's true. But it becomes real to us by revelation. Not by how many times I've listened to somebody preach. I'm telling you, we're moving into a season. I appreciate the gifts, the teacher, teachers, and all of that, pastors. I appreciate everybody's role. But we're coming to a place where ordinary folk like you and I, instead of running to God bless Bill Johnson or Mike Bick or whoever in the earth to listen to and feed on, and that's not wrong, but if that's replaced or You've never actually stepped into the realm of abiding. You yourself abiding. You think about it. Jesus is like, it's personal. My blood was so that you would come and be with me. Like really. 
engage with me in my word. Keep my word. Have exchange with me. Dialogue with me in my word. Because revelation is going to transform you. It's going to heal you. It's going to deliver you. Well, but I'm battling with this. And it's like, come. Come to me. Well, I'm going to go just listen to whatever YouTube. Why? When you have direct access to him himself, why would you want what somebody else has gotten? It's personal to him. So much of the world is running for comfort, medicating, looking for ways that we can deal and cope with my anxiety, cope with my dis. And, I, you know, I realize people are coping with that, but I'm telling you there's an answer, and his name is Jesus. But the question is, will anybody answer the invitation? Will the church, the body of Christ, shake off the spell of the world, like literally, intentionally break agreement with it and give time to the one who's called us? And, and oh, I just remember over the years, not knowing what I was doing, but... I'm not leaving here, God, until you come, till you touch me, till you speak to me in this place. I need you. If you don't heal me, I don't have healing. If you don't restore my heart, then I'm not restored. Like, in, in, like getting into that place, not striving. I'm talking about I hunger for what is real. And if it means I have to be killed, then do it. Because then I'm just with you. But I want what's real. And I've tasted of the world. I know what it has to offer. And all it's brought me is brokenness, shame, and darkness. It's all it's ever delivered. And it's never been true. It's always filled with lies and darkness. But you know, I, I can testify to you today. He's not once, not ever in my life has he failed me. He's never let me down, not once. I, I promise you before him, he's never failed me, ever. He's always been there for me to run in and just throw myself at his feet and just, like, just offload whatever is going on in my soul and help me. It's like, I got you, son. I, I love when you run to me. just worshiping before coming down it's like revelation to show us how good you are you know where talks in Exodus talks about I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bypass you I'm going to show you my glory and he says I'm going to I'm gonna, he says my goodness you're going to come into a place by revelation of seeing and tasting that I am good I'm really good 
even when you don't think I should love you, I'm good. I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to love you to life. But you shouldn't because I'm this or that. Or It's like, no, I'm going to love you to life. I'm going to love you. Yeah, but what about that? And it's like, I am going to love you to life. Say yes. Let me love you to life. We're in a season where we need to, I think some of us, this is, I'm throwing this out there and you might be like, oh, you're a little religious or whatever, old school. I don't care what you say. Some of us need to throw our phones aside. Oh, but I have my Bible app on my phone. I don't care what app you got on your phone. You're distracted by your phone because you're just trained and patterned. And within two minutes, you're switching to this, to Instagram and whatever. You know, it's time for us to get into the Word of God. And whether it's written on paper or written on a tablet or, you know what I mean? I mean like ancient old school tablet. I just, like whatever. It's like break the cycle. Break the cycle of distraction. If you're struggling with the distraction, if when I'm talking about just getting into that place and, uh, you know, I've, I've been in places, I remember being in Paris once. My heart was moved by God and I just, I'm on a set and, you know, all of this. And I, I go, I got, excuse me, I got to go to the bathroom. I go into the stall and this is not, I'm just saying, you'll find a place if you're hungry to get alone with God. I'm sitting next to a urinal in, in the stall and I'm on my knees and I'm just, I'm thanking God for his kindness. I'm thanking him for how he's loving me, his favor. I'm thanking him in that place. There's so many places you can run to in the car or, you know, just moms, lock yourself. I know you do. Lock yourselves in the bathroom and get a moment. Don't disqualify a 30-second exchange. He's saying, it moves me when you do that. It's like God saying, you're messing with me. I love you when you do that. I love when I wake you, I nudge you in the middle of the night. And instead of rolling over, you take 30 seconds. I love you, Father. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Or it's, oh God, you're stirring me. I, I just gotta get up. Gotta be with you. I wanna be with you more than anybody else right now. I love getting up in the night. My flesh hates it, but my spirit, because I'm alone with you, and it's quiet. The distractions haven't entered in yet. And I just get to be with you. I get to feel your heart. Little by little, being transformed by his grace. He's like, I love when you do that. I love when you position your heart, when you say yes. Those little yeses move my heart, son. My daughter. It matters. Learning to abide 
learning. Our approach with the Word of God needs to shift. I open this book. I can read what's on the surface. But he says my words are spirit. Listen to me. My words are spirit. My words are spirit. My words are spirit. My words, they are spirit. And they're understood by spirit. Not your intellect. They're understood by your spirit. Not even, even your giftings. They're understood by your spirit. My spirit to your spirit. I'm the one who dwells within with your spirit, and I'm the one who teaches you all things and leads you into all truth. And if you will open up this word and be with me and talk to me, let me talk to you, you're going to have more revelation than you've ever imagined, and it's going to be true revelation, not somebody's opinion and not secondhand from somebody else. Straight to your heart, from my heart to yours, and you'll be changed. You'll be transformed. And here's the deal. We're going to close with this. Here's the deal. If that's not attractive to you, if you're seeing it as work, then I would challenge you to ask if you're in a, or under the influence of a religious spirit. If it seems like works to you, then ask, invite the Lord into that to break you free from performance or religious spirit. If you're not talking about that, of having that, making that time of exchange with the Lord like that, if that's not attractive to you now, it won't be in eternity. You actually have to question where you're at. I'm not saying throw in the towel. I'm just saying, if you don't like him now, you're probably not going to like him then. Make sense? If you don't enjoy worshiping him in spirit and in truth now, what makes you think you're going to like it there? I know. It's kind of, oh, why are you saying that? I was just going to go home and have a big chicken dinner. Man, why'd you have to drop that on me? Better than any chicken you'll ever taste. (laughs) Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? So, why don't we stand? We'll pray. And Father, we thank you right now for your word to our hearts, your invitation to our hearts. That you're calling us into the realm, the revelatory realm of abiding. Spirit to spirit. Where we live, we move, and have our being in you. That we're going to function by the spirit. We're going to see by faith. We're going to look for you. Faith that is looking for your power and your glory all around us. In one another. And what you're 
declaring over each other, God. Father, I just decree that this body is being activated right now to prophesy. We're being activated to be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of God, to declare your wonders to the heavenly realm and to declare your word to the heart. Thank you for your presence, your power, and your glory being released in this place. And we declare we are functioning and living in a season of breakthrough. That is the season we're in. If you can agree with that, big amen. 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 Bless you. Bless your week. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. To find more teaching resources or to join us via live stream, visit our website at eastgatehouseofprayer.ca.